we're supposed to be having a fiesta! Watch this. What's going on, Spurs Nation? I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are. Tomorrow is the draft. Today is the last day we can speculate on who the Spurs might pick. Tomorrow we'll know. Should be awesome. Should be a lot of fun. Thank you for hanging out. If you want to support this show, just a few ways you can do that. One, you're already doing it right now. You're watching. Thank you for hanging out live or if you're watching this post live thank you so much for hanging out make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed like this video really helps us out bust through the youtube algorithm hit that notification bell so you know when we drop new clips and when we go live on this channel leave a comment down below share this with the rest of spurs nation if you want to go above and beyond hit that patreon link in the description below you really just go you know you guys help keep the lights on all my patreon members out there so shout out frenchy bets shout out to the patreon members appreciate you guys stopping by all right guys so let's get on with our final mock draft of this offseason mock draft 3.0 last one let's see how close we can get to being correct go spurs go two one zero and lift off we're supposed to be having a fiesta. Watch this. So we got the mock draft pulled up right here. Let's get started. 2021 NBA mock draft 3.0. We have made the adjustment for the Memphis Grizzlies moving up in the draft, taking this um, 10th spot um, from New Orleans, currently uh, held by New Orleans, who now is going to be picking uh, where Memphis was later out of the lottery so they traded out of the lottery right new orleans did so new orleans is in a is in a win now type of mode and i don't think they're really looking at at um 10 they want to get some veteran help in there for zion right so just that's what's going on there we have the detroit pistons drafting first the Rockets second cleveland third toronto fourth orlando fifth oklahoma city thunder with the sixth spot golden state seventh Orlando again here at eighth, Sacramento at nine, Memphis at ten, Charlotte uh, the Charlotte Hornets at eleven, San Antonio Spurs at twelve, and then the Indiana Pacers at thirteen, and Golden State again at fourteen. All right, so let's check this out. On the clock, we're we're not gonna um, mess around here. I don't think that Detroit will stray away from drafting Cade Cunningham now if they want to keep him is another thing and I think there's leverage behind drafting Cade and then dealing him after the fact after you have drafted him um so if that's you know a road that Detroit wants to go down you know all more power to them but I actually think that they're going to end up keeping Cade Cunningham and and Detroit's going to do some pretty smart things here in the future um here we go the Houston Rockets, right? The Houston Rockets. Um, 
I think that they are going to try to replace that James Harden void um, of scoring and, and playmaking and showtime and someone to promote someone to get behind. And I feel like if that's, if that's Evan Mobley, you're definitely, you know, drafting someone who you can build around and, and develop and might be one of the best players in the future. Evan Mobley is, but I think if you want someone to come in and bring impact right now and start changing the culture and the vibes of Houston, which they need that, right? Um, I think that they should go ahead here and draft Jalen Green. So Jalen Green going to Houston. Cleveland is the one team that I can't really put my finger on. Should they draft Evan Mobley? Should they trade the number three pick? Are they trying to um, build around um garland and are they are they trading sexton you know so i i have no idea what cleveland's all about right now but i don't think that they can go wrong with um with taking evan mobley but for some reason i just have a feeling i don't know i could be wrong maybe tomorrow this all plays out i don't know if you guys are with me on this but i i don't have i have a feeling that they're either not gonna keep this pick or they're not taking mobley as well i see them going after scotty barnes Scotty Barnes making a huge jump going from maybe top five to going third in this mock draft, right? So I think this is going to force a chain reaction down the draft with Toronto, who in almost every mock draft you see is taking Jalen Suggs, is now going to be forced to take Evan Mobley, right? Because they'd be dumb not to, right? So they take Evan Mobley, go ahead and plug him in there in Toronto, so that's how my top four shakes out. Um, I don't know if that's a little bit too wild or too off the cuff, but <clears throat> but you know, oh well. Okay, so let's see. Let me go ahead and keep this open here for you guys. Let me know in the chat how you guys are doing. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, thank you for hanging out. Please, guys, smash that like button. Chant Ghostbusters go when you do. All right, so picking at number five, this puts Orlando in a opportunity spot to get Jalen Suggs. Now, I think they like Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony showed a lot of potential last year, and um, but is he that leader type point guard guard that's going to steer the team in the right direction? I don't think so. I I think he's a great piece to the puzzle there in Orlando, but I think that they'd be foolish not to take Jalen Suggs here and give him the keys to you know, the organization, I talk about it a lot that I think Suggs has a lot of potential in his game offensively. He's smart defensively, but I think ultimately he's a winner. And when you have a winner at that caliber that, that Suggs is at, you know, you don't, you don't not give him the keys. You don't not give him the ball and let him make decisions and let him grow in his opportunities um, on the court. Right. So I think that Orlando gives the keys to Jalen Suggs at number five, Oklahoma City Thunder is another team that's been rumored to want to trade up in the draft. I, at this point, I have my phone right here. I'm going to keep it open just in case, you know, Woj drops a bomb on me right now saying that another trade has gone down. If there has been another trade that I don't know about, uh, let me know, okay, in the in the chat room. But let me see. Let me open this up. All right. Okay. So here we go. So at number six, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're still there. They want to move up. Um, they, they're just always making moves. 
with their draft picks uh, that they have on stock, right? So I think that they're going to go ahead. If, if they stay there, which this is how I'm going to draft this for the spot, um, I think that they're going to go ahead and take Jonathan Kumunga. Kuminga. I think it's Kuminga. Here we go. So next best player available pretty much, right, here at number six. Number seven, Golden State, another team that's looking to maybe maneuver one or both of their picks. Uh, I, I don't like the whole idea of trading away picks to get Bradley Beal. I know there's a lot of – that's one of the big headlines out there, Golden State and Bradley Beal. Should they bring them? Do you like it? Do, do, will it work? Yeah, I think it would work. Steph, Bradley Beal, and Clay Thompson as your, like, you know, one, two, and three guards. I think it would work. I think they'd make it work. But ultimately, though, I, I think what the organizations should do is – Keep drafting, keep building to the future, and at the same time, keep trying to build for a championship contender right now. You know what I'm saying? If, if they're getting these top 10 picks, I mean, it, it'd be foolish to trade them away, I feel like. When you don't need to, you don't really need to. You know, I think they're just kind of in a weird spot right now, but they're, they'll get they'll get themselves out of it. I do believe in Golden State. I think that they're going to actually make a huge turnaround Um this upcoming next season, hopefully if everyone stays healthy. So I'm going to have Golden State go ahead and take James Booknight. James Booknight, I feel like, could even go six over here to Oklahoma City Thunder, but I think right now they're going to go ahead and take Jonathan Kuminga, which is going to push Jonathan Booknight to number seven. Another offensive spark plug, I think a guy that can learn from Steph Curry and can incorporate some of Steph's moves and knowledge into his game. I mean, he's great with the ball in his hands. We know that Jonathan is um, book night. I think that's, I think I'm saying that right. But anyways, so book night goes number seven to golden state. Here we are. Number eight. We got guys like Davion Mitchell, Alfred Shangoon, Moses Moody, Kai Jones, um, Corey Kispert, Josh Giddy, Zaire Williams, Keon Johnson, Franz Wagner, Usman Garuba is still left here on the board, right? There's some other players that might sneak in, you know, to the lottery that are not on this board, which for the for the most part, I think these are the guys that are gonna go top 14. All right, so number eight, let's go ahead and pair up Jalen Suggs. I think I think you you plug him next to another guard. So I'm gonna have them take Davion Mitchell uh, with the eighth spot, and I'm gonna have them go dual guard set here in this draft, right? I, I don't think that they, you know, I know they have Fultz there, I know they have Cole Anthony there, but I, I'm not too sure on those two guys that they're like your main dude. So maybe they go ahead and go in with the dual guard set. It's been done before. We have Sacramento here drafting at nine. I think they take Moses Moody. Moses Moody is one of my favorites here in the draft. Um, he can go top six or he can slip to maybe even lower than 10, 11, right? Moses Moody, I don't think he'll be there at 12 for the San Antonio Spurs. All right, so Memphis apparently, reportedly, is trading up in the draft to try to get their hands on this guy, Josh Giddy. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. Josh Giddy pairing next to John Morant. I actually do like that. I mean – Josh Giddey's this point forward um, who can play make, who has great eyes on the floor. Um, 
doesn't really need the need to score at this point. So I think that lets John Morant play a little bit more off ball. Um, and I think John Morant's a great passer, great playmaker when he's on his way to the rim, when he's like in his moves, right? But I actually think that Josh Giddy will be able to find more guys open. I think he'll be able to look for Jalen Jackson. Um, I think Jackson will end up having a great um, chemistry, you know, kind of chemistry with this dude. So I, I see it working out, man. I see it working out. So, all right. So Josh Giddy goes number 10 to Memphis because apparently I think that's who they're trying to get. All right. So Charlotte, Charlotte can go offering Shangoon, Kai Jones. They can go defense um, with Keon Johnson. Shooting with Corey Crisper and MC. But you know what, what? What I was thinking about earlier today about when I was thinking about this mock draft was Charlotte's in a very interesting spot. Um, they got a guy like Terry Rozier who who you can put the load on. Like, like Terry Rozier can go into every game being your number one guy. Not that I'm saying that's your best look, but Lonzo uh, – I'm sorry, LaMelo Ball, man, is a magical passer, and I think he can really – turn that motor up a couple gears for Charlotte, but he needs like targets. He needs people to feed. He needs people to look for. He needs other good players, you know, to set up, you know, cause he can score. We all know that. But when you have a passer and a playmaker like LaMelo ball, I think you got to give him weapons. So I think that they're going to try to upgrade their, their big men uh, depth here and take Alfred Shangun at number 11 to Charlotte. Uh, someone that he can actually look to get the ball to and can score is probably going to be a guaranteed bucket on the block, right? Offering Shangun, I, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have been seeing any of my other mock drafts or whatever, but he usually doesn't make the cut. Um, that's because I think he's a guy that has a lot of potential, but I, he's just so young. You know, it's kind of like Luka Samanich a little bit. Um, I know, I know, um, Shangun was an MVP right in his Turkish league and all that stuff. But you know how Luka Samanich came into the league and we're like, okay, he's going to take like two years just to kind of get the feel for it and, um, and develop a little bit. I feel like that's, what's going to happen here, but I feel like he could come in and surprise people with his low post game. And, and if um, LaMelo is creating, you know, in Charlotte and he can drive into the paint and, and find Shangun open, I think that's going to be a bucket a lot of the times versus this year where he was like, you know, Bismack Biombo played great, I think, for Charlotte, but they can definitely use an upgrade. You know what I'm saying? They can use an upgrade at that big man spot. I think who else do they have in, over there? Do they have a Zeller? Who's the other big man over there in Charlotte? Can't really remember that right now. But anyways, all right, so here we go. So Charlotte takes Alfred Shangun off the board. Um, and then that leaves us here at number 12. And I, I, I got to go with, with my gut here. If you guys saw my big board for the Spurs uh, on Monday's episode, my number one guy, best defender in the draft on the perimeter, that's Keon Johnson. Probably one of the top two-way potential guys in the draft as well. I mean, yes, it's a guard, but I think he's going to come in here and actually make everybody better. He's going to raise the ceiling um, more than raise the floor of how good the Spurs can be. You know what I'm saying? Like um, when he comes in and he checks in and he starts – going at, you know, all these other young guys in training camp, that competition level is just going to be through the roof and everybody's going to get better. And I feel like Keon Johnson in time, in a few years or so, can be a solid two guard, a solid two guard either off the bench or if he makes his way to a starting unit. Um, 
you never know. You know, we're losing DeMar DeRozan. So that's a guard that we're going to lose. We might lose Patty Mills. That's another guard. So, yes, we have a plethora of young, talented perimeter players, right? Like Derek White, um, DeJounte, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell. Um, Keldon's more of a forward, so I'll leave him there on the forward side. Trey Jones. But other than those guys, you know, we could use some more defense and two-way potential, and that's going to be Keon Johnson. Um Man, you know, there's like reports of the of the Spurs like maybe being up to something, you know, like in the draft and and I hope that they are. I hope that they're out here to get another draft pick. Um I would love for that like I said in my Monday show, I would love for them to take Isaiah Jackson and Keon Johnson. To me, those are the two best defenders at the position that are going to be like first round talents. I know I know Isaiah Jackson is projected to go um, late first round in the 20, early 20s, late 20s. But I'm telling you, on my board, and if I was the Spurs, on he would be really high up on my board. So maybe you try to acquire another late first round pick. Like if we have to do that DeMar deal with the Lakers, and if we can acquire Lakers pick at 22 and Isaiah Jackson is there, and we can end up with Keon Johnson and Isaiah Jackson, dude, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's elevating our floor. Like, like, bro, like those two guys defensively automatically, like there's no way you can be that bad on the defensive side of the floor. If those two guys are drafted and put on your team next year. So some, a move like that is something that I'm, I'm hoping goes down with the Spurs. You know, I I don't need them to get another top 10 pick per se. I, I mean, I would like it. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, as long as we can take two out of this draft and, and, um, some somehow come away with two of the top four that are on my billboard la- that I did uh, two days ago. That episode, I would be ecstatic. Um, because we're not done, we have free agency coming up, so we would end up going into next year with two first round draft picks, kind of like how we were with Luca and Keldon, right? We brought Luca and Keldon in the same year, but except this time, I think we um end up bringing two guys that are like ready now to make impacts, uh, impact, make an impact defensively on the floor. All right, so anyways, Keon Johnson's going to the Spurs. I know it was long-winded. Go Spurs, go. Smash that like button if you're watching with me right now. Um, 13, Indiana. Indiana has now Corey Crispert. I don't think that's going to be the guy because I'm not sure if they know which direction they're going in. Uh, Sabonis is a hell of a player. Like he's Sabonis is a guy that I would like to shoot, man. Would you trade number number 12 for Sabonis? Would y'all, would y'all do that? Number 12 for uh for Sabonis, and then Indiana would end up having two two picks. I mean, that's a that's a good one. All right. So, anyways, um, I think that they're gonna go ahead and take best player available right now. And left here on my board, right? There's still a couple players out there that might sneak up here, but I'm gonna go ahead and toss them Zaire Williams. Um, I think that Indiana used to like taking talented forwards that have a lot of high scoring potential, like Danny Granger and Paul George, right? Like that type of mold, that type of mold, I can really see Zaire Williams um stepping into the league and kind of building into that. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a lot of offense to his game. Um kind of how we saw um Aaron Naismith for Boston finally getting some tick in the playoffs and it was like, "Hey man, we we all liked Aaron Naismith last year in the draft, right? And he ended up going later first round, but um but yeah, I feel like Zaire Williams can come in and add some scoring. So I think uh, not a bad look for Indiana. 
Then you have Golden State again here drafting. Earlier in the draft, they took James Book Knight because OKC. I think earlier I was thinking about OKC taking James Book Knight, but oh well, I was on the clock and I had to make a decision. So, so I went with Jonathan Kaminga, right? Who's not a bad look either for, for OKC. Um, all right, so what do I want to get onto the Warriors squad? Again, we're building now and for the future for the Warriors. I think that if I'm Golden State, shooting is always a priority. So so Corey Crispert might be that guy. Um, defense, Garuba, rebounding, doing do- dirty work. He might be that guy. I don't see them taking Kai Jones because of Wiseman, maybe, just because of the fact that they have Wiseman there right now. So why would they want another kind of rim running lob target screen setter type guy? Because look, in, in, in golden state, Kai Jones, isn't going to get the ball too much. You know, you're going to be asked to be a role player. It's Steph's team. It's Clay's team. It's Draymond's team. Everyone else just kind of has a role. So I don't, I don't think that's Kai Jones's bag. Right. So maybe they go with defense on the perimeter and Franz Wagner, who can be a, a pretty solid spot of shooter. So I got these three guys. Now, if I'm having to choose between these three, you got James Booknight at seven. Let me think about this. You got some offense, offensive potential here at seven. I think I take Corey Crispert. Space the floor. You can't have enough floor spacers in Golden State, man. You need guys that are sending screens, popping out to the perimeter. Um, I think I had Golden State taking Corey Crispert in one of my other mock drafts too. So it's the shooting. It's the shooting factor. Um, to some teams, that's very valuable Valuable at the draft. To some teams, not so much. Like to me, if I was a GM, I wouldn't put a high price tag on shooters, right? Because I don't think shooting transfers over to the NBA from college all that well, right? You have to be an elite shooter with a lot of physical gifts, like tools, like wingspan, height, and all that type of stuff, speed vertical and all that stuff to really be able to get your shot off from college to the NBA. It takes time. You have to understand like the game as you, as you, if you're a good shooter in college, you have to come into the league and learn how to get open in this league. It's like, it's like, it's not just about having a good shot. Everyone has a good shot. You know, a lot of these guys in the draft have a good shot, but how many of them are going to be able to get open? How many of these guys are gonna be able to get their shot off fast enough with, you know, Guys with seven-foot wingspans flying at you trying to deflect your shot. You know what I mean? So to me, shooting is just not really that high priority. But I feel like in Golden State, they make shooting a very high priority. One, because they have the system, the offense, the culture of shooting already built into the, you know, their coach is one of the best shooters of all time. They have one of the best shooters of all time, Steph Curry. So shooting, you know, Clay Thompson as well. So shooting is very important. They can build around good shooting. So that's why it fits here for Golden State. Um All right, so that leaves Kai Jones, Franz Wagner, and Usman Garuba on the board after the lottery. So tomorrow is the the day. Oh, my goodness, man. I am so excited. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so excited. If the Spurs end up not making a move, if the the Spurs end up not making a move and just picking at 12 Spurs Nation, we got to be okay with that. We got to be okay with that. The offseason is not done. We don't need to make or break our season at on draft night. Okay, so that's expectation number one. Just be cool with the piece that we bring in right now. If we do make a move, um, you know, let's just keep our keep our um, 
our opinions kind of like tempered down if it's something that you like or if it's something that you don't like because there's always a plan, right? And I think the Spurs have something going on with free agency. I think they're very confident in free, agents, free agency. I think I've heard that um, it's been reported that they're already kind of the favorites of a couple big men out there in free agency. I, I don't know if you guys saw that report too, but I'm like, hey, man, if we're talking to a lot of like potential big men out there for this offseason, I like that idea. You know, so um, I think the, I think the Spurs aren't just sitting on their thumbs watching the league, you know, do things around them. That's not what the Spurs are doing. So if that's what you think, you know, take a step back. Yes, Memphis, you know, the, the whole deal with Memphis kind of ticked me off a little bit. I mean, I love Memphis. They're they're basically a copy, a carbon copy of our Austin G League program. At, on the NBA level that ended up getting a, su- a young superstar like John Morant. That's what I think, right? They have a lot of former Spurs um, coaches there. They have a lot of Spurs system and, and culture in that program. So I like Memphis a lot, but they kicked us out of the play in one, right? They ended our season, right? Okay. The guy who killed us in that game, Jonas Valanciunas, he dropped 23 points, 23 rebounds on Jakob that, that game. I don't know if you guys remember that game. They traded him away. They were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he he, he helped us beat the Spurs and get into the playoffs, but we're going to trade him away because we think Jaron Jackson is better, right? So they're actually going to roll with their younger guy this season. It's not up next season. They got Steven Adams now to compliment John Moran, who's like a, you know, a defender at the rim. Dude. So anyways, and they moved up two spots in front of us, right? So I just I just think, wow, Memphis is making moves, you know? But we have to see how all this pays out for Memphis next year. I think it's smart for them to get into the top 10 of this draft, first off. So that's that's going to be a thorn in our side. They are in our division. We play them a bunch. We also play Houston a bunch. Uh, they're in our division as well. All right, so let's go through it. Cade Cunningham going to Detroit. At number one. Number two, we got Houston taking Jalen Suggs at number three. Um, Cleveland shocked the world and did not take Evan Mobley or Jalen Suggs and went with Scotty Barnes. Yeah. All right. Let's see if that plays out tomorrow. I don't know. Which forces Toronto into a weird spot. I think they were looking at Suggs the whole time. But, hey, man, Evan Mobley is on the board, so you have to take Evan Mobley. Arguably the best player in the draft. Might slip to number four, right? It might be crazy talk, but we'll see. The Orlando Magic um, end up being just given a winning, solid culture building piece in Jalen Suggs that they can build around over there in Orlando. Um, OKC, they're taking next best player available. And Jonathan Kuminga, I know he just signed a deal with with the – with Nike, if I'm not mistaken. So he's um he's definitely on a lot of people's radar. And so maybe we shouldn't undervalue Jonathan Kuminga, maybe as how some people are. Um Golden State ends up taking probably one of the best ball handling scores in the draft. This guy has a lot of offense to his game. Most of it's on the dribble. Um, very creative finisher, very creative scorer, very smart, very savvy. I like the idea of him learning in this system, building around the golden state system if they keep this pick second pick for the orlando magic they're going to go ahead and double down on the guard and they're going to take davion mitchell um i think if you're in the eastern conference this isn't a bad look i've had them take two um 
two uh, forwards in a previous mock draft. In this mock draft, they're taking, they're going, they're shoring up their backcourt. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you can miss on these two guys. It's not like before where like Minnesota took um, Johnny, was it Johnny Flynn, John Flynn, and Ricky Rubio in the same draft? Like that was terrible, right? That was terrible. Um, I don't think that that's the, the case with these two dudes. I think these two dudes are going to be pretty solid NBA players. All right, Sacramento at nine takes the next, the next best player available, one of my favorites in the draft, and they snag Moses Moody. Last year, they took Tyrese Halliburton from me. Actually, no, they, they were given Tyrese Halliburton because we we took Devin Vassell, which I'm not angry at at all. But this year, if they ended up with another one of my favorite guys, I can see Sacramento doing that, man. I can see Sacramento getting some one of the getting a player that's on our board, right? At nine. All right. So let's go ahead and go to 10 over here. And then Memphis, like we were talking about earlier, they're making moves. They're moving up in the draft. Reports are that they're looking at Josh Giddy. So let's say that they go ahead and take Josh Giddy. The Hornets, I have ha- I've had them take three different players in three different mock drafts, right? But I think that in this mock draft, I'm thinking about pairing the right big man with LaMelo Ball. And I don't think that's necessarily the high flyer or um, the shooter, the guy who can shoot the three right now. I think that's the guy who can get a bucket off a LaMelo dime, however that comes. And Alfred Shangoon's got a a lot of post game, a lot of great footwork, a lot of, a lot of, He's one of those dudes that has like two or three pump fakes in the paint, right? And so if LaMelo Ball is going to be able to create for a big, I want him creating for Alfred Shangun. I, I know in um, my Monday episode, I was I was saying, hey, I'll take Isaiah Jackson over Alfred Shangun, over Usman Garuba, over Kai Jones. But that was from the Spurs point of view, right? We don't have a LaMelo Ball on, on our squad. Right, we we need someone who can defend the paint, right? So that's why I'm saying that uh, Isaiah Jackson is second or third. You know, him and Moses Moody are second or third on my big board for the San Antonio Spurs. So, um, I think it's a good fit for Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier. I talked about Terry Rozier too. Don't forget about that dude. I think I think they'd fit well too. San Antonio gets the guy that I've been harping on for maybe about two or three weeks. If you guys want to know how this happened. Look, it wasn't it wasn't always Keon Johnson. It wasn't always Keon Johnson on the top of my board, but I was at South Padre Island. I was having a great time out there with my family, and um, I was just laying in bed and I was just watching all this draft film and um, of uh, you know these of the top fifteen guys, just looking at all their mixtapes, all their highlights, all the pros and cons. There's so much great footage out there of these guys, and I was just laying there and. I ended up watching Keon Johnson's um, highlight reel and, and and scouting videos for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And I was just, I just kept getting blown away about how he defends the perimeter and how tough he is and how athletic he is. Oh my God, dude, that's six, five. I think he is like, man, I don't know. The defense is just through the roof. And I, we have guys on our squad right now that can't defend like him. And he, him and Devin Vassell, man, I'm telling you, you guys, we talk about Derek White and DeJounte being one hell of a backcourt, defensive backcourt. Well, man, dude, Keon Johnson and Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson are three 
vital deep can be three big defensive pieces for the squad moving forward. All right, so Keon Johnson's there available. So we go ahead and we take him off the board at 12. All right, so now at 13, we got Zaire Williams out of Stanford going to Indiana, which I actually think would be a good fit for Indiana. Rick Carlisle, um, he's one hell of a coach. I've heard him. Uh, I've been to a clinic, one of his clinics out there in Vegas. He was talking about shooting and all that stuff. It was pretty, it was pretty dope, but. I like the fit here with Zaire Williams. He was, I think, on our mock draft, the first one. This, I had, well, it wasn't me who made the pick. It was a buddy of mine. Go check out the first mock draft. Uh, picked for the Spurs and picked Zaire Williams. So, Golden State's going to end up with the arguably the best shooter in the draft, and it's Corey Crisper, right? So, that's your mock draft 3.0, everybody. Go, Spurs, go, man. Oh, tomorrow is the day. We'll be very excited to to see who the Spurs pick and just kind of how all this shakes down. So um, I want to thank you guys for hanging out. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead. Please smash that like button. Uh, chant Go Spurs Go when you do. If you want to support the show, you're doing it right now. You're watching this video. Um, go ahead and hit that notification bell so you get notified when we drop new clips and um, go live on this show. Leave a comment in the live chat if you're watching live or if you're watching post live. I appreciate you guys commenting. I go back and I read everything, guys, so I really appreciate you guys hanging out. If you want to go above and beyond and help keep the lights on in this channel um, and help, you know, hopefully two shows a week grow to three and maybe four and so on, um, it all, you know, is fueled by the Patreon. So go ahead and check out the Patreon link. Um, it really goes above and beyond to um, to help keep the show running i appreciate you guys stopping by again um draft day is tomorrow it's going to be a lot of fun it's gonna be very exciting um i'm gonna go ahead and call it here for you guys thank you for stopping by hopefully you enjoyed that mock draft um just shout out to everyone on on youtube honestly right now if you're watching on youtube um i just want to personally thank you guys like since june um this channel seen tremendous growth um in views and subscribers and, and we're just going to keep moving forward and I'll keep, you know, trying to bust my tail here for you guys and try to bring you guys good um, Spurs content. That's either educational for you guys in some type of way, if it's like a film breakdown or a presentation or, you know, just making it entertaining and hanging out with you guys every once in a while and just ch chatting Spurs with you guys. I really appreciate you guys. So thank you guys to the YouTube community. Um, if you're listening right now on Spotify or iTunes, I appreciate you guys too. That goes a long way. If you're on, if you're a YouTube watcher and you also listen to podcasts, please go subscribe to the podcast feed as well. Um, check out the links in the description below. There's plenty out there and um, different ways that you can help support the show. Um, so thank you guys. Go Spurs Go. It's going to be so much fun tomorrow, man. I cannot wait. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spurs Film Room to get kind of my latest updates on Instagram and some of my latest takes and whatever on Twitter. Okay. So go Spurs go catch you on the next episode. Spurs nation. Have a wonderful day. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this.